Good morning on this Monday morning. We want to welcome you to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you were with us yesterday, we left off talking about the applying or the application of the blood of Jesus. And we also were talking about in the scriptures, the fact that Jesus is the first fruit and the blood had to be applied. And we asked the question, how was it applied? And we talked a little bit about how in the life of the believer, the blood can be applied also. And that's what we want to look at today. We want to look at these things. Now, Jesus, when he was here on earth, kind of a parallel to what was done during the time of the tabernacle, his blood was sprinkled seven times in the tabernacle. Uh, And on earth, Jesus' blood actually... Uh, was sprinkled or his blood was shed uh, in the garden while he was praying. His blood was shed when his beard and his face uh, were beaten. His blood was shed when his head was crowned with the thorns. His blood was also shed when his back was smitten with the cat of nine tails. And then also his blood was shed when his hands and his feet uh, were actually nailed, and then his blood was also shed when his side was pierced. Now, the importance of all of this is that Jesus was recognized by John the Baptist as the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Now, on chapter 11 of the book of Matthew, there's a, uh, in, in the scripture, John has a little bit of doubt when he's put in prison Uh, before he's beheaded, as to really who Christ is. But then they go and tell him, you know, the blind see, the main walk, the dead are raised. And I guess for John, that was more than sufficient. But when Jesus shed his blood, we're also comparing this to the Old Testament when they were given the command about the lamb for the Passover that was going to be slain. And you shall take, according to Exodus 12.22, and you shall take a branch of hyssop and shall dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two side post with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of the house until the morning. Now, we had made mention yesterday of the importance of applying the blood It was not enough that the lamb was sacrificed. It was not enough that the blood of the lamb was caught in the basin. They were told that they needed to apply individually per family in the household. The head of the household needed to apply that blood on the top and on the side post of the door. And then thirdly, nobody was to leave out the door. They were also supposed to have the Passover meal. As part of the celebration that they were going out, a memorial as to what had taken place in their lives and the deliverance that God was bringing and the judgment that he was passing upon all the false gods of Egypt. And then the scripture continues, if we were to read on a little bit more, it continues in that it describes how the the individual 
It says, for the Lord shall pass in chapter 12, verse 23, for the Lord will pass through the through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintels and upon the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your house to smite you. Now, there are Christians that do not believe that the blood of Jesus can be applied. They actually believe that only Jesus as the high priest can apply the blood or that the high priest in the time of Aaron was the only one. And that is true. When it came to those things that the high priest was supposed to do, only he could apply the blood. But when we're talking here about the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, when we're talking about the individuals of the Israelites that were going to be leaving Egypt, they were commanded how to apply the blood, where to apply the blood, when to apply the blood, and why to apply the blood. All of these things had a purpose. They had a pattern and they have a parallel. Now, Jesus instituted right before he went to the cross, the Passover meal that they were celebrating as a Jewish individual celebrating the Passover that had been initiated in the time of Moses when they left Egypt. But at the same time, Jesus says, this is the blood of the new covenant. This is my blood which is shed, of which I shall not drink of the fruit of until in my Father's kingdom. So when we partake of the Lord's Supper, and we partake of the cup and the breaking of the bread. We are celebrating that meal once again. We are reminding ourselves and remembering that we are under a covenant with God. A new covenant that was established with the blood of Jesus, which was applied in the heavenly places. In the heaven itself, when he entered in as the first fruit of God, and that is the Feast of First Fruits that we have been talking about. Now, in all of this, we had made mention how was the blood applied. And we had made mention that the blood was applied in the time of Moses with hyssop. That's how it was applied. And then, of course, we talked about what Jesus went through when he was on the cross and how they brought that uh, stick of hyssop and put vinegar on it, and they brought it up to his mouth. And then we talked about the book of Revelation, that they overcame him, talking about Satan, with the blood of the Lamb, with the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. So the blood had to be applied. The high priest applied it with his finger. Now, when we talk about the finger, let's make mention about the finger of God. When we make mention about the finger of God, we're actually talking about what Jesus had to deal with when the Pharisees and the Sadducees accused him of being possessed. And by the Beelzebub, that's how he was casting out devils. But Jesus tells them in Matthew 12, 28, but if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. But in Luke, in the book of Luke, 
it actually uses the phrase, it said, but if I, in Luke eleven twenty, but if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. So Luke uses the finger of God while Matthew uses the spirit of God. So literally we're saying the finger of God is the spirit of God. It is the power of God. He is the power of God. If we were to look at uh, Exodus 8.19, it says, The magician said unto Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hardened not unto them as the Lord had said. In other words, the miracles that were taking place. Exodus 31.18 and he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of communion uh, upon Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony. Notice the tablets of testimony <clears throat> uh, of stone written with the finger of God. And they were written with the finger of God twice. Just like Jesus in the book of John chapter 8 stooped down when they brought that woman that was accused of adultery. He stooped down and he also wrote twice on the ground. And of course, it, it, that's not what the study is about, but we're, we're talking about the use of the finger of God. It says in the book of Deuteronomy, in chapter 9, verse 10, And the Lord delivered unto me two tablets of stone, written with the finger of God on them as it was written according to all the words which the Lord spoke with you on the mount out of the midst of the fire in the day of the assembly. <clears throat> so the scripture tells us in all of these little uh, verses that we looked at that it is by the finger of God, which is basically the Holy Spirit, the power of God, and that's why Jesus is called the anointed, the Messiah, because he has been anointed to do all these things. He was anointed just like the holy priest was the the high the the high priest was anointed with oil. So Jesus also is anointed with the oil of the Holy Spirit himself and has been able to accomplish these things. It was through and by the Holy Spirit that Jesus was raised from the dead, according to Romans 8, 11. For if the same Spirit that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in your mortal bodies, he will also quicken them. So we must not neglect the work of the Holy Spirit in the invisible world that we could not see what was taking place as to what was being accomplished by him and through Christ also. Remember, he offered himself through the eternal spirit as a sacrifice unto God. Consider that food for thought and for the imagination until we meet again in Jesus' name. Amen.